This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys get your phones ready, get your thoughts blazing. I have Tim Branyan, who owns True Fans. He's the co-founder of True Fans. He also has a few other businesses, and we're going to talk about those, but with someone who has so many things going on, we're going to focus on the True Fans to show you guys your alternative, your American-based alternative to your crowdfunding. Some of you are familiar with Patreon. This is the American alternative to Patreon. And they have a few other things that Patreon does not have. And, you know, it's always good to shop at home first, as you've seen. So, Tim, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Thank you for that warm introduction. Yes, yes. And, and, and let's get into it. True fans. I know folks out there, they hate to hear the, the long story. Tell them why true fans is so special and unique. Yeah, just a short version. Yep. So traditional social media, um, they monetize on your data. That's no secret anymore, right? They're, they're getting paid billions of dollars uh, through ads. Um, our platform is a paradigm shift to that. We um, only make money when creators are, are making money. So um, we provide features and functionalities for creators to turn their followers into uh, passive income. So that's, that's probably pretty much the shortest version that I could describe without getting too nerdy or techy. Uh, we give content creators the control. Our, our mission statement um, is empower your brand. So yeah, that's a short version. That's a short version. And when, when people hear this, this is, I mean, there's other places that, that do this. And of course, the big giants, once they saw other people, you know, like a, a, a Patreon doing this, YouTube and Facebook had to get into it because no one else can eat. But how, you know, what, what makes it different than, you know, YouTube or Facebook memberships, premium memberships? So I'll just give a, I'll give some bullet points to that question. It's a great question. It's a common question. Um, one of those is that we're U.S. based. You mentioned that. I'm a veteran, so it's vet owned. Um, one of the biggest reasons is that we can typically pay more than our competitors because of a couple of those reasons. Um, we pay more. We pay faster. We have uh, Stripe Connect as our back end. It's a phenomenal partner. Um, for those of you that don't know what Stripe is, it's kind of like PayPal. It's a big, uh, big fish in the, in the merchant processing space. Um, fantastic company for software services. If, if any of your viewers are in the uh, software game, um, we, we'd like to work with Stripe. Um, additionally, we're 100% invite only. So unlike other platforms that are like Walmart, we are more like uh, a country club or a yacht club. So we vet everyone that comes onto the platform to ensure uh, one of our other bullet points is that no one's doing porn. Um, we're not, uh, we're not good with that. Um, and, it's no personal reasons. It's, it's mainly business reasons. We want to be a home for folks uh, that would love to have a platform like OnlyFans or love to have a platform like Patreon, but they don't want to necessarily associate their brand with that um, industry, the adult industry. 
So what we found is that we're becoming this, this home for those people, musicians, comedians, artists, um, singers, dancers, even models, models that do like behind the scenes. Uh, I always say this incorrectly, boudoir, uh, boudoir, <laughs> um, photography and artistic stuff. Um, we're home for that. So those are probably some of the core, core differences. I guess additionally, uh, additionally um, we listen to our creators with the intent to build. So we're literally, we've got a, a feature request board where all of our members uh, that have ideas or have suggestions or, or ways that they want to take the platform or features that they want to have, they request those. And then our entire uh, community, they either upvote or downvote some of those features. And that literally guides us with the direction that we take the platform. So, so we pride ourselves in, in genuinely being a platform built by creators for creators. Um, so it's been really cool, man, just to see some of the ideas and then bring those to life. We do now have some additional functionalities that other platforms don't have. Um, so I guess that would be another advantage and kind of a, a distinguishing bullet point um, as well, just additional features. Okay, and talk about those additional features because folks are always, you know, especially for those who like to geek out and say, hey, what else can I do? Can I send Bitcoin? You know, I can already hear right. something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great question. So there's, there's about five different ways that creators can get paid through the platform. And that's what people are interested in, right? If they're going to have a fan site, if they're going to have a place where they're hosting their content, that they can, um, you know, offer a membership or, or offer uh, behind the scenes or offer an exclusive experience to their subscribers or fans. Um, they want to know what those, some of those features are to, to turn profit. One is your traditional subscription. So you can charge a subscription price. All of your content is locked until someone decides to purchase access and become a, what we call a true fan to your platform. Uh, your channel um, you can set that from a dollar all the way up to a hundred dollars a month uh, and that gives people access to your your core content that you post additionally you can have upsells we call that premium posts or premium content and that would even be locked for your subscribers so if i was you know joining your channel right now and it was you know five bucks a month ten bucks a month and then you posted something additional like a behind the scenes interview with a cool nerd named tim and you wanted to charge me you know, an additional $10 to unlock that video. Um, I would, of course, be able to do that and uh, have access to consume that content after I purchase. So there's subscription, uh, there's premium content, there's donations, tips, gifts. Um, our creators have the, the option to, you know, decide what that the title is of that donation. Um, there are pay-per-view messaging. We have a mouse pay-per-view feature. So if someone wants to make money in the DMs, um, they can have, sorry about that. There we go. <laughs> Somebody wants to make, it's all good. Somebody wants to make, uh, you know, money in the DMs, they can have a conversation and, and literally sell um, service or sell content right to their, their subscribers or fans inside. Additionally, if they want to send a mass message, let's, let's assume that, you know, somebody's got a thousand or 10,000 followers, subscribers. They can send out a mass pay-per-view message, um, with a price tag on it and have a hundred percent deliverability, um, which is, you know, it's terrific. People get, people get a notification. Your list is now, um, you know, receiving that message. And, uh, you know, there is no, again, one of the reasons that we're different than other social platforms is we're not limiting our creators. reach. We don't have algorithms in place to, to create a pay to play environment where we're selling ads. We're, we're wanting you, the creator to receive, um, or, or obtain all the reach that you possibly can. Um, so subscriptions, 
uh, premium content, tips, donations, or gifts. You can title it what you want. Uh, pay-per-view messaging. And then we have a really awesome referral program where we pay. Uh, again, being invite only, we know uh, the people that are coming onto the platform. So we incentivize this sharing of the platform. We know that good people know good people, right? So we paid uh, referrals, 5% gross volume on all sales generated by the folks that they invite and help get started with true fans. So the only way that you can join the platform is either A, you're invited by one of the owners, myself, my partner, Logan, somebody on the team, or someone that's already been granted access to true fans. Um, and that is a creator that can refer you in and, and get you a registration link. Uh, the other way, if you go to our website, which truefanswithaz.com, um, there is an application there, but a better means would be to go through you <laughs> to, to get that link. Um, that way they don't have to wait. They don't get, we get thousands of applications per week and uh, a lot of them you know, don't get seen for a long time. Mm. Um, just being honest. We, we like the people telling people portion of it. Um, you know, I noticed. Yeah, we, I think that that's all the different ways of functionality. I noticed when you um, send invites, when you're inside the interface, you guys also limit how many people, you know, uh, someone like myself could send. I think it was five. And so does that ever, you know, after you send your five, does it, you know, rotate the next month or how does that work? Um, the reason why there's there each each new creator gets five invitations to send out, and the reason that we did it that way is we wanted uh, creators to tactically think about who I know, um, or who do they know, who do they rub shoulders with, who's in their network, maybe in their Instagram feed, who they shot photos with, um, who could be a great fit for this platform. So when they send out an invitation, there's a seven day expiration on an invitation. If somebody accepts it, uh, they get that invitation token or invite. Uh, back. And then additionally, if that expires um, after seven days, then um, that token refreshes as well. It's not a link. And again, we didn't want somebody to just blast it out there and anybody and everybody can click that and, and become a, a creator and register an account. Um, it, the back end reason for that as well is logistics, right? We want to have an exceptional customer support. We've, we've identified that if we have an exceptional, you know, Ritz Carlton style customer support, then um, that gives us an advantage. Additionally, you know, the, the techie nerd logistics is if we let anybody and everybody create an account, that's a profile picture, that's a bio, that's uploads, all this data that's stored in AWS, uh, that costs us money. Um, it costs money to store data, to send, receive it. And um, it's, it's more ideal for us to work with folks that are, that are serious about creating an online business and serious about, um, you know, providing value for their, their folks. And um, yeah, so it just makes a little bit more sense for us to control that, that sort of invitation and in, in growth. Um, and also I'm a fan of growing, growing at pace. I think it's more of a marathon versus just a straight up sprint. And uh, I would like to grow at the pace we're growing now. We're really excited about, about the direction that we're growing. That's awesome. Um, you almost set off an alarm in my office when you said AWS, my, uh, my, my Synology <laughs> server uh, said, ah, AWS, get off the crap. That's <laughs> no, good stuff, man. Scalable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it, but it always, it's like YouTube. It always needs to be fed and it's money. Um, you know, yeah. AWS. Yeah. So, yeah, don't worry, server. Relax. But, um, 
But but so the the DM or the pay per play conversations now that's something that you know none of those other platforms have. Um, talk about that, and is there any limitations to that? Is it just um, can it be DMs? Can it be texts? Can it be calls? Can it be video chat through the true fans? Yep. So um, right now we're engineering an app. We've got an app that's launching. The ETA is next week. And then additionally, we've been working hard. I say we, the geniuses that I work with, I get out of the way. Um, they've been working hard on, on a live integration for a really nice uh, experience, both for fans and creators to go live, share their music, share their talent, share their, their themselves, right? The, themselves, their connectivity with their, their true fans and subscribers. And additionally, be able to comment, be able to like, be able to receive um, donations, gifts, and tips uh, through that logic. So we're really excited about those features. As far as DMs, um, it's a full chat chat messenger. You can send and receive messages, just like you know Facebook, just like Instagram. You send a voice message. You can send video through it. Um, the additional feature that makes it really powerful for a creator is the fact that you can send and receive, or you can receive income um, through DMs. So you know if you're having a conversation with a guy that wants to buy your course. Um, and he's a little bit on the fence. You can have a you can voice message him, let him know, hey, this is what you're going to get. This is what it entails. Maybe give him a little bit more courage to purchase and then send him that course through DM or uh, a link or access after he, you know, he or she pays. So it's a really pretty incredible little dynamic. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, and, and can't wait to see the, the app in its, you know, in, in, in full force. You know, yeah. and, and you have, you know, multiple businesses. And a lot of times when talking with people, you know, and they have, you know, multiple businesses and businesses that are making money, um, you know, you hear, oh, I, I went to Harvard and, our, I, you know, my, my father gave me, you know, $100,000 to start. And I mean, you have a, a very, you know, humble background and you're not in L.A. or New York or San Francisco. You're, he's in Kokomo, Indiana, y'all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Might be able to see him like, <laughs> at the store if you were there. But can you talk about, you know, the background from going like military and then to having all these businesses? Like where did that spark and what yeah. sparked that? Great question. So, I, you know, I grew up middle, low class. Um, uh, great family. We didn't want for anything. You know, I, I had... I had things. My options were really small. You mentioned, you know, I'm from Kokomo, Indiana, and I love, love my city, love my town. I'm very involved in it now. Um, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. I can say a lot about, about my city, my hometown. But um, the options as far as work and creating income and, and new, uh, you know, new horizons weren't very big. It's a, it's a blue-collar town. So for me, I was a, I was a knucklehead man growing up. The, the best thing that I ever did was enlist into the Air Force. Um, and that took me all over the world, man. Good places, bad places. I grew up quick, um, was given a lot of responsibility fast, and uh, I wouldn't change it. I had a lot to lose at that point. You know, it, it, it gave me a sense of purpose and pride. Um, met, met some of my friends, my lifelong friends. I'm with a, a, a buddy now I've been around the world with <laughs> several times and, uh, you know, playing a position in the mission. And um, I'm so I'm so grateful for the military for the option um, to, to kind of change my course and direction. So it all started. I mean, it started young for me as far as entrepreneurialism, capitalism. Um, 
I was, you know, my first hustle in high school was soft modding regular Xboxes and, uh, and selling them to kids at school, man. I had kids coming to my house with their Xbox. I would take a 24 hour period of time to soft mod it, put the Sega Genesis on it, put the games on it. Um, definitely not. <laughs> I think it's been long enough. I could say all this. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I was uh, underage. So that's good. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I was making thousands of dollars from my little high school community um, while being at school and, and in the tech game. I mean, it just kind of expounded from there. In the military, I got to work on cool systems uh, to keep people and things safe, different uh, security. Uh, I'm trying to think what all I can say. Security stuff <laughs> to keep people and things safe. And I was always fascinated by how that worked and, and uh, why it worked from there. I uh, did contracting, so I was a hired gun and worked overseas for several years. And, and I guess the spark of it all to answer that question was the deep desire for true freedom. Um, I never really owned my time. I was always on someone else's, uh, which was, you know, it was, it was cool. It helped me get to where I wanted to go. But it was this realization that if I was going to control my time, if I was genuinely going to be free, I had to create residual passive income. I had to own something um, and I had to provide value in exchange for uh, dollars to get there. And uh, for me, you know, I thought about everything, man. I thought about having a barbershop. I thought about owning billboards. I thought about owning, you know, storage sheds. Uh, I thought about opening up a bar and, and just like, you know, when I started primitively thinking about that thing, even a hot dog stand, I was like, okay, I, I got to have inventory. I got to have, you know, a sign. I got to, maybe hire an employee and all these things, they kind of stacked up and I would shove them away because or the idea would become less appetizing because of all the work in exchange for life I had to put in to do that. Um, but then technology, right? I, I was introduced to the app space and, and technology space and it just made sense, man. Very low overhead, um, a lot of upfront work to build the foundation correctly and, and make it scalable. Um, and, but, but limitless problems can be solved with, with technology. And it became this, this online storefront, if you will, fell in love with it, dude. I, I, I got that just kind of spiraled and started doing e-commerce. I owned a jewelry store online, uh, did the whole drop shipping thing, was fascinated that you could create transactions there. I, I did a network marketing company with, um, a health and wellness product, um, it, so I had my little website and stuff and I was young and it just, it just grew from there. So we built my, my first software tool we ever built was an Instagram uh, automation tool. There's a lesson in this too. Instagram automation tool did really well. Um, but then we actually got shut down. We got shut down by, by Facebook. They sent us a cease and desist, the scariest moment of my life. They said, uh, <laughs> you can't do, can't do this. And we quickly you know, stopped doing this. And uh, just just diverted into a different direction. We asked ourselves, you know, who do we want to be? What do we want to do? And uh, quickly changed directions. And um, I own several software tools now. One's called uh, Reach Suite. One's called RepuStream. And then the one that we're talking about today is is TrueFans, um, which is an, a really exciting platform. So are you a, a coder yourself? Or do you see the vision and go grab the software engineers and all that? Yeah. Yeah, so I am definitely not a coder. I know enough to communicate well. I'm more of a product and project engineer. So I uh, I communicate, I draw 
Um, and, I, and this is very primitive too. This is pencil and paper. This is, you know, pen and paper. This is a, an app that I use. It's free. It's called Pencil. Um, I've just got this bootstrap scrappy mentality, whereas most people may go out and they'll seek millions of dollars through VC or they think that they have to have all these things in place. It's like, no, dude, you, you need to just get started. You need to prove the concept. You need to you know, go out and make some transactions and focus on the, the solution that you're solving or the so solution to the problem. And um, so we aren't VC. I've, I've, you know, over the years of failing, I've, I've found a tremendous team that we work with. There's about 18 uh, senior engineers that I work with that, uh, that help us build projects. And um, yeah, I, I'm the middleman between what the creators are asking for, some of their user experience and their feedback, um, as well as some of our sales guys, you know, what their thoughts are. It's, it's really important to listen. So I'm really good at listening and passing on information effectively to then put it into a development environment where, you know, it takes its, it takes its form and actually gets built. Um, it's challenging for, I don't want to say a normal person. It's challenging for a user to share their uh, experience effectively to get an actual solution or a change in a, in a tech environment, I think. And I think I fill that gap nicely. Um, but my, my biggest skill, man, is getting out of the way. I found really great people. I, I, I see some of the issues, put my finger on the pulse of that, and then I, I give it to the guys that are the true you know, giants, I'm on their shoulders, man. These, these guys that are actually coding and, and doing the, doing the genius stuff. And, and that, that is great. I'm trying to, you know, for a listener out there, we always want to inspire on the show and say, you can do it. Um, you don't oh, have sure. to, you know, I, I live here in Seattle and, you know, people say, Hey, you used to work at Microsoft. No, they wouldn't hire me. I have an opinion. <laughs> Same thing with Amazon and all them, um, you know, but tell um, me about the listeners real quick, man. If you don't mind me asking, tell me about who, oh, yeah, no. like, who's well, the listeners. Uh, right? it's, it's mainly folks who are interested in business. And we have people like yourself who come on, who have a different background, diversified game, you know, who don't yeah. just come from the, the Harvard's or the whatnot. So they, they listen for the interview because they'll say, wow, I never even thought of that. Or I didn't know yeah. who was behind that. Let me, I mean, let me give a tip. Let me give a tip. I've, I'd love to give like, so if you, if you're interested in the tech game, you want to build an app, you've got an idea, you've got, you know, you've got something that you think could be revolutionary. Great. You know, a lot, and this is what I'm going to say. A lot of people do. There's a lot, there's no shortage of ideas. It's just the next phase that happens after that, that most people and you know, their ideas stay at the shoreline. Don't be that person, right? Like concentrate on it, think through it, but bring it into existence. Um, and I'm going to give you some, some steps to do that. The first thing is get out a piece of paper and pencil, like try to find a pencil. They're hard to find nowadays, but like find a pencil and like draw it, like come or, or, you know, what I do is I, I go out and do reconnaissance on what exists and I look at different features and I'm looking at, you know, what, uh, just some, ins for some inspiration, right. And different UI and UX and what logins look like and what, you know, different houses, if you will, look like, um, from there, the next phase is to, uh, you know, and this is kind of, a, this is a hack that I learned. A lot of folks, you know, they'll go, they'll go straight to Upwork. They'll go to guru.com. They'll go to Fiverr and in hopes of casting this net out to people that can help you. 
the challenge with that is there's a sea of people that will raise their hand and say, I'm your guy. And the truth is they're not. They're the guy that, you know, in a lot of cases just want the money. They're not going to, you know, help you come up with a a proper blueprint or what we call a spec sheet. So there's clear defined goals and objectives for your your deliverables and things. Um, So I guess a recommendation I would have, if you want to get into the app space, talk to somebody that has a live profitable app or software and ask that person, him or her, if you can work with their team or be introduced to their team. And that's a better route than going to the, the marketplace, I think. And then, you know, posting this request for people, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's, you know, wherever platform you're at, I think a better play is talk to somebody that's doing it. It's, it's launch something and say, Hey, who do you work with or who do you recommend I work with? Kind of reverse engineer that. Um, and, and I would, I would, you know, your odds improve there. Um, but the most important piece is that you have a clear, uh, verbal written and visual, um, to this house that you want to build. Really do think about it like a house. You need to know the foundation. You need to know the plumbing. You need to know, you know, what the chimney is going to look like. Where's it going to be? How big are your windows? You know, where are your windows going to be at? What is this house going to feel like when somebody walks in? What happens when they leave? Are you going to have a garage? Is it going to be two door garage? Is it a one door? Like, you know, all of these things need to be intricately thought through and imagined and, and you know, enthusiastically imagined upon. And that's, you know, and written out. And that's when your idea starts to take shape. You're going to become inspired when you write it. You're going to become uh, even more enthusiastic. It's going to put wind in your sails. And, you, and let me say this too. If you are an entrepreneur listening to this, you can do it. You can get away from anybody that's telling you that you can achieve something. They are an obstacle. It's part of the game. They're an obstacle that you have to hurdle um, as you're becoming who you should, should become, I think. Um, even if it's family, because <laughs> family will deter you and, and uh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to feel, you know, and, uh, you don't want to disappoint anybody or you don't want to, you know, you don't be afraid of opinions. They're a part of this. Like as you start building your thing, um, be prepared for it. I think rather. I don't want to ramble too long. Man. No, that, that's <laughs> awesome. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because we, we talk about that. Family won't be your biggest supporters, nor will they be your first customers nine out of ten times. So They didn't sign up to be, man. They signed up to be your family. They signed up to give you grief. They signed up to, you know, <laughs> they, they, they're, not your, they're not your customers. So, yeah. And so, I mean, and, and I love how you, you laid it down because everything to me starts with, you know, pencil, pen, and paper. Even if you don't know how it's going to work, you have the vision. So, you, you know, write the vision down and make it plain is, you know, I didn't write that. I think it came out of the scriptures. But um, yeah. that's, that's the, the, the first part that you do. Because, you know, folks always have ideas, but then they go through, am I an imposter? Is it a good idea? And it's the minority that actually push through and say, I'm going to at least try, you know. If I yeah, try, ask how, always be, be aggressively curious and always ask how, not, you know, not the opposite. Just always ask how and be aggressively curious and determined. Persistence, you know, persistence cuts through rock, man. It's so mm-hmm. true. Like if you're a persistent person, even if you don't have a lot of skill, you're just persistent. Like 
<laughs> you can you can achieve a lot with just bull like persistence. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's how I learned I'm that at, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> After you get to but a yeah. certain point, how do you then, for the, the, the person out there saying, okay, I have one business. If I have two, everyone's going to assume I'm Bill Gates, which, you know, folks get into their head because they've made their first whatever amount of money. How do you then present that to the world where you're still humble and human and you're also not everyone's public ATM? Um, so, you know, I'm still growing, man. I'm, I'm not some billionaire. Um, I don't know all the different levels yet. I think for me, if you're so full of gratitude, there's no room for fear. There's no room for, you know, look at me syndrome or here I am syndrome. Um, I think gratitude and, and humbleness is key too, man. I mean, I, I still live in my same hometown. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think that I've struggled with that the same as maybe others uh, might. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that was just part of the military stuff upbringing. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I think if you're so full of gratitude, then there's no room to get caught up in the here I am you know, syndrome. That's probably the best way. Just, just constantly just being grateful for uh, everything, having even one customer, you know, uh, having, having two customers, having a 10,000. Um, yeah. You know, I've well, been humbled, man. So like, I think that that's, that's the other key too. Like, so like my growth happened when I was humbled, like a gut check. I was telling my buddy earlier, you know, the first time, I I was uh, it's kind of a funny story. The first time we ever launched our product, we were seeing a lot of success. I was annoyed. Like I got to the point my phone didn't work because we were having so many like sales notifications. Like my phone, I couldn't operate my phone. I was getting frustrated, and I like stopped to think about that. Like yo, I was just frustrated at cha-chings, like notifications, and like it it took me you know, going offline and, and having a failure to realize, yo, each of those cha-chings were, a, it was a human being, somebody swiping their card or somebody putting in their information. Um, it took me getting belly to belly with local business owners and realizing, you know, where they're at in their business and some of the struggles they're facing and what they're trying to do to, to really humble me to, to realize that those aren't just numbers. Those are, those are, these are people. These are people that are relying on our technology or relying on, on us to be our best and support them. And um, so to, to the even like, you know, have a feeling of, of being annoyed, that's so wrong like as a business owner, but it took me a while, you know, I had to, I had to get gut check, man. This game will gut check you quickly. <laughs> Correct things too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you went back to your hometown being from the Bay area. Um, that's not an option because to be humbled. Um, I mean, California is full of facades and just, you know, fake, fake cheers and everyone's broke. There's a lot um, of keeping up with the Joneses, man. It's strange yeah. to me. I'm from the Midwest. So I got there and it's like the first thing people ask, how much money do you make? What do you do? Like, it's just this instant measuring. And I'm like, yo, dude, let's, I, does that matter? Like, I'm, I'm so friendly, bro. Like I find things that I love about people and immediately like, you know, I'm, I'm looking to how we can be friends. How do we flourish? How do we create a win-win? And I'm, you know, everybody, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you current, you can be a janitor. My yeah. dad told me this young and hopefully, you know, this will add some value to folks too. Um, 
from every man I ever meet or every man I ever meet is in some way my superior in which I can learn from him. That's mm. so valuable. That's yeah. so valuable, dude. So like, I, I remember that and whether it's a homeless person or it's, you know, somebody that owns 2000 restaurants, whatever, it's crushing it. Um, there's value there, you know, to, to filter that, that individual and, and build a connection and, um, that's a, that's a strong, you know, a strong piece of advice my dad gave me early on. It's like, dang, it just resonated with me. I think I was like 10 years old, just resonated with me. Um, so yeah. And I don't know who, somebody said that. <laughs> I don't know who the quote's from. Your, your, your dad, the Dalai Lama of uh, Kokomo, Indiana, we're giving him credit right? and everyone else. <laughs> No, yeah, that no, that that's awesome. I always tell people the homeless can have my phone number and the presidents can have my phone number. I have a system on my phone, so you know there's a way to filter who I need to talk to. But I mean, I talk to from the homeless to whomever. You know, I haven't talked to any presidents yet. Maybe some future presidents, but I get it. Yeah. With all the success, and this is a question we ask every guest. Um, what is your community give back that you're doing or that you want to do in the future for the community? Yeah. So I want to work with more nonprofits for me, like from a service and fulfillment standpoint, I got to get Jack thinking about working with the Boy Scouts of America. I've had a few conversations with, with some leaders there and, you know, imagine this for a second, right? You got a scout troop, troop one, two, three in Kokomo, Indiana, and they, you know, start uploading their content about camping trips and whatnot, but their contributors, their true fans that are supporting, they're on a monthly subscription or a donation. And then additionally, they can donate into this, this uh, troop. And uh, not only that, but be a part of their exclusive internal community about, you know, and, and see what those funds are actually doing for that community group. But, um, so, you know, take that, vision and, and apply it to ocean conservation, apply it to wildlife, apply it to, you know, every, there's so many different missions out there. You know, I can't possibly name them all um, from environmental to human rights to you, know, you name it. And uh, a platform like this can, can really become something that's powerful. A lot of these, these nonprofits are they're relying on traditional methods uh, like mail-in contributions where they're literally re receiving, you know, snail mail with checks and, and such and to automate that or put it on a subscription with a dunning system, you know, and to, you know, kind of update their methods, they're going to create more income and uh, kind of move them into this digital age, I think. Um, yeah. So, so it's just, that's an exciting thought and feeling. Um, a lot of my personal stuff, you know, that, that's exclusive. That's you know, deviated away from the business. We're involved in the church um, but yeah, as far as the platform, we're, we're still, you know, we're still new. We, we're the new guys on the scene, to be honest. Um, we just launched roughly, uh, 97, hundred days ago, something of that sort. We're in 32 different countries now. Um, we're growing exponentially like 127% a month, which is great. It's a blessing. We're meeting new people like this opportunity. Yeah, I met you recently too. So like the relationships that we're building are, are, second to none. Um, so I think in the future, uh, being able to really support the nonprofits and, and organizations that, that lock arms with us in a strategic way, um, not just with functionality, but additionally with, you know, the revenues that they are keeping and obtaining could be really fun. And again, with tech, we've got this 
this option to really be uh, generous. Awesome. Awesome. And I love, I love all of that. Um, you know, cause I, I love the boy scouts, the traditional, what I grew up in boy scouts, just throwing out there, boy yeah. scouts of America. You get what I'm saying? Tim doesn't oh, have see, to dude, say I'm, I'm from the Midwest, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Pardon my ignorance. If I, you know, if I had to irritate somebody, I, we don't get news or we don't understand a lot of the, the new world stuff until, uh, until a few months later. So I'll, I'll probably catch up later. <laughs> I, I'll tell you off air. I don't want you to have the hashtag that in 30 years they may give me. So it's all good. But I don't want to give the people a game overload. They've gotten a lot. All Tim's links for his companies will be in the description box. People reach out to them there. If you have, you know, follow up and you want to see how the platforms work. Tim, I thank yeah. you for coming on. No, I really appreciate it, man. It's it's uh, humbled and, and grateful to be on here. Um, happy to 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 support. Hopefully, I've added a little bit of value. That was at least my goal is to add a little bit of value or, or provide something for for your viewers and, and listeners. Um, and like you said, um, yeah, if you need to connect or if you've got any questions or if I can help you, um, that's where my heart's at. So, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk. Peace, y'all. Like, share, subscribe, all that good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> all right, bye. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.